creating a digital communications internship to help you and your schools share your story. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Ryan Ferrand here, and we are talking about creating an internship to help spread the word about the great things you are doing in your schools and how to get the word out. Thrilled to be joined with Amber Nuvali today, our communication specialist right here in Arcadia Unified. Amber, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. Great to have you. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. So I've done several presentations about how to create a digital communications internship and how it really helps support the public information office. So we just wanted to get it out there, uh, kind of a longer format for people that are interested in it. There's a lot of school districts that have actually reached out to us over the past couple of years, wanting more information, how we created it, kind of our format, how we sustain it, where do we get the students from, and kind of our procedures. So we thought, hey, let's sit down, we'll do a podcast. We're actually set to do a call uh, next week with Antelope Valley Unified uh, Union High School District. They want to start an internship program. They heard about ours. Um, talked to some folks at CALSPA. Burton School District started one based on our format. Poway, our friend, uh, Christine Peck down there came up to visit our internship program. There was a, I was at a conference recently, RTM Spring Education Conference downtown Los Angeles. There was a school district from Texas who we're talking about, I did a session, just kind of a round table with our superintendent, Dr. Van Alstal, about our public relations and communication strategy in our district and how we're big believers in communications and how we use our high school internship program to really help with that and he was you know, at one point I thought he was just kind of nodding off, texting his friend, uh, you know, this is a boring session. He came up to me afterwards and said, oh, sorry for that. I was texting my superintendent and, you know, I wanted to tell him about this internship program and we have space in a new CTE building. So uh, a lot of districts have taken interest in it and for good reasons because it's really done a lot to help us share our story and our communication strategy here in the district. So before we dive in, a little bit about me, Ryan Fran, the Chief Communications Officer for Arcadia Unified School District. I kind of consider myself the district storyteller along with Amber. We're here to help communicate, be transparent, get information out to our public, our parents, our teachers and staff. So we really are kind of the district storyteller to help do that. My background is in journalism, used to be a news reporter and now I'm in school public relations. I love it. I am a co-chair for the California School Public Relations Association, the Southern California region. My uh, undergrad is in journalism, master's in communications, new media and marketing, and I've taught a few college classes and I really love talking about public relations, schools, education, and communications. It's really a passion of mine and I love my job, as does Amber, and one of our favorite parts of the job is working with the interns and the students we get to at the high school. So it's been great. Amber, a little bit about you and your background before we dive into the internship. Yes, absolutely. So I have been with Arcadia Unified for about a year now. This is my first foray into public uh, school PR and I absolutely love it. Prior to this role, I was in the legal industry. I do have a Juris Doctorate, uh, but I saw the light and now I'm doing fighting the good fight and telling the good stories in school PR and I absolutely love it and I'm really, really happy to be here. We are very, very happy to have you, especially with your background it's so great in PR and law with our internship. You know, one of the things that we try to get out and we'll talk about in this podcast is the benefits 
the students get and why they do this for free. And one of the reasons is your great background, you can help them with you know, that legal perspective, you have the PR background, so you bring another voice and expertise to the program, which the kids, I know, really appreciate. So why did we start this, and what are the benefits of having a communications internship program? So when I got to Arcadia going on five years ago now, there's just so many great stories in the district, so many events happening. We have concerts, plays, sporting events, big district events, and I just could not be everywhere, every event that we wanted to, to get at. Um, so there was just a need to get as much coverage as possible, have people send us photos, and get more coverage of the things that were happening throughout the district. So I started researching, you know, how do I, how do I clone myself? And didn't want to go that route, but did think about it. Um, so, and we obviously have a budget, and there was a couple other districts that were doing internships, and but they were paying their students, and I knew that would not be sustainable, especially considering our budget here in California, just didn't have the money to do that. So, needed to figure out a way to create an internship that would be non-paid, um, have it be a great benefit to the public information office, but also a great benefit to the students. And I think we've done that, and I think that's why it's become successful. So the benefits, first and foremost, huge drastic increase in the amount of events within our district that get covered. We have interns every day going to events, in addition to Amber and myself, covering stories, taking photos, doing videos, doing graphic design, going out writing articles. So we've just multiplied the amount of coverage and information we can get out there. A lot of it's obviously positive news. We want to share everything positive going on in our district. It's also really helped with social media growth. The more stories you post, the more events you're covering, photos of people, the more interaction you will get on social media, the more people will find out about your page, will like it and follow it. So it's really helped grow our presence on social media, which has just really helped grow our brand and our reach uh, globally. And it's really um, just one of the benefits for the students. Is it's a great enrichment for them. And we'll talk a little bit more about exactly what they get out of it in a bit. And then through storytelling, you really increase morale, I think, in your own school district when you're sharing about the, all the teacher awards that they're getting throughout uh, the district and the amazing things teachers are doing in the classroom and our other staff. And when they get recognized, it's easy for us to post it on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our, our district website. Um, so it's such a huge benefit. And that's not even talking about, you know, if your school district needs to go out and try and pass a parcel tax, a bond measure, um, community wants a transparency. So the, the internship program really helps communicating for all the many reasons that you need to communicate for your school district. So it's just been absolutely great for us. So what is the communication internship? What do we cover? And what are the fundamentals of it. So we cover a lot. We talk a lot about and do a lot within journalism, communications, video production, marketing, photography, public relations, media relations, event planning, social media. We do graphic design. So basically everything Amber and I do or you would do in your public information communications office at your district, they do. Now they don't all need to be experts in all those. They just need to have a passion or interest in one or two of those. 
we teach them the rest and you know if they have a path that they want to do just photography you know that's fine we encourage other things basically we consider the interns the news reporters for our district so news reporters covers covers your community our interns are covering our schools our district and what happens they support again what we do in the PIO office and the good thing is they're not paid financially but we think we give them uh, some benefits so we have one high school in our district so that makes it a little bit easier for us as opposed to some of the other districts that have several high schools and where do we start it and how do we do it uh, so it's easy for us we do the one high school all grade levels welcome to apply and it's a mix of freshmen sophomore juniors and seniors and um, it's been great in that respect as far as a wide variety of students and expertise that are really helping us out started about three years ago one intern Travis Chen knew he was a great student worked with him when he was this school board student representative knew he would be great so just it started very small so people ask how did you start this what you know where do I even begin and I always tell them start very small because they see our internship Amber and they see holy cow you have 30 40 something students I don't even my mind would go crazy but we started small with Travis and then we slowly grew and that's what I always tell people just start get one or two kids see if they can go cover a couple events tell them the procedure for how you want the photos taken or if you need a video then slowly expand from there so we started with one intern we got to over 42 last year and now we're about 32 student interns um, so again my advice to everybody start small definitely and just to piggyback off of that I think 42 was probably a, a large number I know that when I started here that's the number that we had and um, we're now at 30 and I think that's more of a manageable number so you know for districts that do have multiple high schools or others like us that just have one I think that that's a great sizable army that will still enable you to have that quality time with the interns uh, but be able to get you know the work product that you need yeah I think you brought a good point you're like when you got here wow 42 interns that's a lot and I was a little bit guilty of I wanted to give everybody a chance except everybody who applied but you were right and you said we should probably scale this back because it does you get so much benefit from the work they do and everything they're doing but we're also managing all those students so it's more people to manage more work to critique and it is better I think like you said Amber to narrow it down to a little bit lower of a number so it's it's more manageable and easier to handle that too and then we have received fee received feedback from our interns that the smaller the group size the more beneficial it is for them because they do get more of that quality one-on-one -on -one time with us more of the bonding time with us so that seems to be about the sweet spot number wise as far as the size of the program should be absolutely so a little bit about the structure how we sort of meet with our intern and interns and manage that we have weekly meetings that we do at our high school we conduct them after school every Monday with the exception of holidays or vacations or finals week uh, we meet for about an hour to an hour and a half um, and in those meetings we have workshops we do student-led presentations and I know Ryan will speak a little bit more about what all those entail but we use that time to just touch in teach and then bond 
Um, we do a lot of our communication through a private Facebook group, um, and that's absolutely beneficial. All of our students are on it, and they're required to be on it uh, in order to communicate, and we get updates, we give updates. Uh, I know Ryan recently played out with the live video feature to give updates that mm -hmm. way, and a lot of our interns appreciated that. So uh, that's our primary mode of communication. And then each semester we hit the restart button as far as the interns go. So again, another uh, item we'll talk about a little later in this podcast, but we have our students reapply every semester and we reevaluate who's in the program each semester just to make sure that we have the quality and uh, level of work that we need from our interns. Uh, and then recently, a, a nice feature that we've added is more leadership positions. So when I started, it was you know, a, a big group of people and we had one primary student that we sort of was our go-to student to help us manage the program. But we found that making sort of an organizational flow would be a great way to operate this. So we have team managers and we've broken up teams into a video team. We have a news article writing team. We have social media managers. So a manager for our Facebook page, our Instagram page. We also have a Weibo. Um, we have a newsletter team manager, graphic design team manager, team manager, a website team manager, manager, and then an equipment team manager, as well as calendar managers. So when you think of all that our interns are required to do, this is a really great way of organizing all of these facets, uh, and then it gives students the opportunity to really focus in on what they're most interested in. So if we have folks that are in this mainly to be exposed to videography, then they can join that team or they can petition to be a leader on that team and really own their work. So it's been really instrumental, I think, having these teams. Uh, within those teams, our leaders are fantastic. They've created sub-Facebook groups and they communicate with each other. The team managers hold each member accountable and make sure that everybody stays on track and they're producing work. Uh, the other nice thing is we have a student managing editor that oversees all of the team leaders. So it's the team leaders, then our student managing editor, then me and Ryan. So there's sort of layers of defense before it gets to us and, and it really helps with that quality assurance of the work too. So I think if you, know, you do start, to, as you start to uh, scale your program, team leaders are gonna be key for that. The thing that we noticed when you came on last year is when we had the large group was we were doing so much of the work critiques and every time somebody wrote an article, they would send it to you or I. Every time somebody did a video, they'd send it to us to proof and look over. So adding the team managers and the student manager roles was really the two main things it did was A, it took some work off of us so we have a, you know, an ex, almost an expert student taking a first look at everything before it needed to come to us. In a lot of cases, it just goes to them. We trust them because they're good at it. And then it also gives the students more leadership responsibilities, which looks great for them on their college apps, their resumes, and that sort of thing. And they really want, students do want more leadership roles and they want to kind of climb the ranks. So it's, it's been a great, structure addition that we learned along the way, especially when we got bigger. So you probably won't need this if you're just starting with a few interns, but if you wanna grow it to a larger program with a lot of students, and kind of one of my <laughs> ambitious goals was to have the largest uh, 
communications internship program in the country. I think we're on track, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I think we're probably there. There may be some districts out there that have huge internship programs out there. I haven't heard of them, but so we, that was kind of one of the goals. But then within that, we realized it's too much for two people. And they, before Amber got there, one person to manage. So it worked out great. It was a benefit for, for both us and the students to really dissect and go with the student managers. So there's a few things that are mandatory that <coughs> we expect from the students each semester. We talked about the students must apply. So this does a few things. A, it makes it a little bit more exclusive. So the kids, they wanna get in, they know not everyone gets in, and so they feel a little bit of an honor and a privilege, I think, to get in something that's a little bit more exclusive, which they should because word of mouth, you know, the, we mentioned that when we first started, it was just one student and I asked him about it. Then we did applications the next year and we, you know, people really didn't know what to expect. We had a decent turnout, but that first year we had about 15 students. I think we had probably over 30 something apply. We cut it to 15. Um, but I think the application process, it does two things. It makes it the program exclusive, so students really want to join it, but it also gives them that professional real world experience that we're also regardless of journalism or communications, we want them to get out of this as a part of one of those enrichments that they get. So a lot of our kids are interested in journalism, but a lot of them, it's kind of a hobby and they're not, they're gonna go into business, they're gonna go into computer science. We were talking to a couple of our interns last night. They're likely, one of them at least, is not going into journalism, which is great, but he'll be able to get a job because he's done an application. We re, after we do the application process, we have an interview process, so we do a long panel interview process with them. So whatever field they go into, and this is one of the things, the benefits they get, they get real world experience, how to apply for a job, the whole process. And then, so in, in addition to the interview, um, the application, we tell them, and they're all on a 30 day probation, also mimicking the real world. So when they get their first job, they A, they know what a probation is because a lot of them are like, what's Mr. Ferran, what's a probation? So I explain the probationary period, it's kind of a, you know, let's see if we both match, if you're doing the job, if it's um, a good fit for you, for us, etc. So we do that. We also have them go to a board meeting once a semester. And there's a few reasons for that. A, it's a great educational experience. A lot of students, if you ask them in your high schools, what is a board of education? They will stare <laughs> blankly back at you and say, I have no idea. And students in your district should know what a board of education is. They are setting the policy, they oversee the superintendent, and they are the most important people in your district. So it is super important to get that process and get them familiar with that. So it's a great educational experience. And some of our students, you know, some, some people in the world do not like sitting through board meetings. We get it, there's a lot of work that, that is done, but some of them are very interested and they go, wow, I had no idea how professional this was, how much work gets done the structure of a board meeting. Um, so we explain to them that whole process and the importance of the board because we also tell them you represent our school district as an intern. You need to take this very seriously. You can't, um, you're not just any other student. You represent our district, you represent our board of education, our superintendent and the community, etc. So I wanna know, want them to know how important that role and responsibility is and then we also like to let our community know that our board members are very involved. They're at all these events. They're supporting schools and students by going there. So 
when our students, our interns are covering events, we want them to know that, oh, that's a board member, that's, um, that's Lee Chavez, that's uh, Kay Kinsler, take their photo, let people know they were there, um, and so they also get to see the other assistant superintendents and the executive team that's there so they can be familiar with them so when they run into them at events they know to take their picture that's a great person to interview about something um, so it really does um, a lot in far as education about the process and knowing who they are the other thing we we have them do is fill out a task list so every time they go to an event they participate in a project we have kind of a google sheet form that they fill out so that we can keep track because we have so many interns to make sure that they're kind of pulling their weight, they're committed, they're doing it. And then it also really helps them because when they apply each semester, we ask them, okay, so what did you do last semester? And they can kind of copy and paste and here's everything uh, we did. So it's a great way to keep track because when they apply the next year, you're not gonna remember everything that they did. They're probably not gonna remember either, but it's a good way to keep track. And then you can see like, wow, that's impressive. Everything we were able to cover, the hundreds of extra events, school activities that we're able to get to because of having the task list. So those are some things we have them do each semester. Absolutely, Ryan. And so as far as how do you get these talented students to want to join your digital communications internship? Um, as you start to roll out your program and word of mouth spreads, you know, each semester, I think, more students understand the importance of it as far as it just being more than a club, it being professional experience. That definitely helps you know, get those more talented students. But um, as even every semester, we always advertise that we are recruiting. And we do that a few different ways. So we definitely put that information in the student bulletin that our um, high school students get regularly. We use our uh, email service, School Messenger, to do an email blast to the students to let them know about this opportunity. We reach out to teachers to solicit any recommendations of students that are standouts in their class that would be interested in something like this or that would be a good fit for our program. And we also utilize our, our social media following. So I know we have a lot of our high school students that follow us on Instagram, so whenever we post we definitely make sure to post there and on Facebook because then a lot of parents say, see it and say, oh, I want my child to mm -hmm. be in this amazing, reputable mm -hmm. program. So we definitely do a few different techniques to make sure people know about the recruitment process. And we even do some old school tactics like post flyers um, with QR codes to our website and whatnot. And um, so one of the other things too, Amber, that people will ask is, especially when you're first starting and, and I'm glad you're talking about the recruiting because that's what everyone wants to know is like, well, where do you get these students? So another good thing that I would recommend, we haven't had to do this here, but is just go to your, your photography teacher, your video production teacher, uh, your newspaper team if you have a club or a class at the high school and just say, hey, I have this internship program. I'm looking for a few good journalists. Do you know of anyone that's kind of a standout student in your class that may be interested in this? And they'll always have at least two, three kids. Oh yeah, Sarah, Tommy, they would love to do this. So talk to some of the teachers on campus who are teaching these journalism marketing classes and get the recommendations from them because they'll have a, they'll have a pretty good list for you. Yeah, and they're there on the front line. So they have more inside scoop than we do at the district office to be able to know 
how talented these students are. Uh, but a few selling points too when we are recruiting is we make sure to emphasize that this is an actual internship which equals work experience. It's not just a club, um, it's you know actual business and, and tangible real world experiences that you're going to get outside of just you know volunteering or, or doing club work. So we make sure to point that out to students. We, again, like Ryan said earlier, we make this an exclusive process. So we require applications. If applications are returned after the deadline, sorry, <laughs> we <laughs> tell, you know, we do send out an email saying, you know, we didn't proceed with your application because it was untimely. Uh, so again, just mimicking that real world experience that these students are gonna get uh, along with the interview. So we do a panel interview. Um, which can be very intimidating. I know I didn't have panel interviews until post-college life. Uh, so what we do is we do a panel interview comprised of some of our veteran interns as well as me and Ryan in the room and we all take turns asking questions and um, again just really preparing these students for these experiences that they're gonna have after high school and landing that dream job and just I don't think that there's any sort of substitute for that experience up front um, and then of course we tell students this, this is a great way to brand themselves as far as uh, we give them post photo credits on our Facebook pages so they're able to point out to people or as they're making their digital resume and portfolios that they have these uh, photo credits they get bylines on articles that are written um, and overall just a, a great way to be able to tell employers what they've done and actually show them and have work product to show them. Yeah, and then eventually after you get up and running, word of mouth really spreads because the students in the program, they're telling their friends. Last year, I think we had, we didn't even push out an email blast to the students or do much advertising for the fact that we were taking applications for the next semester and we had over seven or close to 70 students apply and we already had, we knew we had a huge group coming back from the previous semester. So the word of mouth after you get up and running, you probably won't need to do much of the recruitment that you did in the first couple of years. And as Amber mentioned, we brand ourselves too. If we're taking a field trip, last year we covered the Rose Parade, we had our high school band in it. Um, so we'll put it on our Instagram page, hey, the Arcadia Unified Digital Communications internship team, we're here at the Rose Parade, we'll give you the updates throughout the day. So we'll let people know on our social media channels too um, that we're at events, we're covering things and kind of remind them who we are. So again, students follow that, their parents see that, so we brand ourselves as well. So what's in it for the students? They don't get paid, why do it? We mentioned some of the benefits already. Do the workshops, we bring in guest speakers, so Amber and I will do workshops for them, we'll go over how to properly use Twitter. We did a tweet, uh, Twitter chat with them this year, which actually they really liked, which was interesting because if you don't know what Twitter chats are, they have them in all different fields, automotive, technology, education, they're live Twitter chats, but there's a specific format. So we did that, we had a live Twitter chat in our internship program, and uh, it was really cool, the response, and you can ask them questions, what do you guys wanna do this semester in DCI, what are your goals, what are some of the projects you wanna work on, so we did that via Twitter. We also, every semester, we basically have all the students get on Twitter and LinkedIn, so we really start to help build their positive digital footprint out there in the world and the social media. So they get to learn about all that. We do a lot of work critiques, we examine the work, we hone their skills, we get them better. We also do, every semester I try to do a how to create 
great marketing videos with your iPhone. So we do an iMovie and an iPhone video workshop. Um, so and then it being an internship, like Amber said, we call it that because it really is. They're, they're working for us, they're doing a job. So that gives them work experience. To you and I, we're adults. Internships are something we did when we were in college. Um, so they don't, that doesn't seem like a big deal, but for high school students, getting work experience, getting an internship on their resume is huge for their college uh, resume. It's, it's a big deal when they go to get their, their next internship in college because they've already had an internship, they've had work experience, they've reported to a boss, they've worked on deadlines, so that's a huge benefit for them. We also, one of, the, one of their favorite things, we were talking about this when we went and talked to a middle school uh, AVID program about what our uh, internship program is. All the students get press passes, so we, every semester we give them a press pass, uh, a generic one at first, and then once they pass probation, they get their name on their press pass, so that gives them access to all the sporting events, concerts, theater shows, and all that sort of stuff, so that's pretty cool. Everyone loves a good press pass to be hip and happening. And then we do shirts. We do very nice Nike dry fit polo shirts with the DCI on it. So uh, we look like the Honda Blue Man crew with our I was bright say, blue shirts. <laughs> I know I've gotten some feedback from the students about the color because they are bright blue and we do look like the helpful Honda dealers, but that makes us stand out. And um, I think that if you could find a, a color for your team, whether it be helpful Honda Blue or <laughs> something bright, something that stands out that's different from you know the normal school colors, really helps differentiate the program. And people ask me about blue. I am biased because it is one of my favorite colors, but blue is the color of communication. Yes. So if you look at marketing, color schemes, and I even talked to a color therapist when I had a radio show years ago about the, you know, what, what is color therapy and all that. She said blue is a, not only is a power color, but it's the color of communication. So that's why communications internship, we are blue. Wow. So it makes sense. It's not the color of our high school. And that's the other thing. We wanted to stand out a little bit because everything at the high school is red or maroon to go with our Apaches. Um, but when they see the blue shirt, they know it's a DCI student. Um, so, so they get that. Um, they also, every semester, if they complete a full semester and they need a letter of recommendation, I write those. I write a lot of letter of recommendations and it's one of those things that if you're a teacher, you know that that can be time consuming, but the feedback I get and uh, the response from them is they're very grateful. Um, I've had some awesome responses and emails back after I've written a letter of recommendation for students. Just got one recently from Sarah's mom, our student managing editor, who was very appreciative. Sandy's mom was very appreciative. I've had a student in the past get into UCSB on appeal. He claimed the letter of recommendation really helped. Uh, Michael claimed a letter of rec sort of helped him with a political internship last summer. Um, so they get a letter of recommendation. I, I really put time and thought into it. And so that, that helps them with their next step, whether it's college, internship, et cetera. So they really appreciate that. Amber also makes certificate of completions for them every semester. So they get a nice uh, certificate. It's in a nice folder. We sign it. Amber signs it. Our superintendent even personally signs every single one. So that means a lot to them. And then our superintendent, um, this is another thing I forgot to write down in our notes to talk about, but our superintendent, Dr. Van Alsall, comes to our end of the semester meetings. He tries to come to one during the year too, just to thank them, talk about the importance of the work they're doing. 
And so that's really important to them. And they have access to the superintendent board members. So they really love that. And it's that nice personal touch that normal students couldn't tell you who the superintendent is Absolutely. or board member is. But our students not only know them, they're being thanked by them, they have access to interview them. Uh, so they really appreciate that as well. Published articles. So we have students in high school getting professionally published in their local newspaper. We have a partnership with the Arcadia Weekly and the Arcadia Patch. So our students, when they write articles, not only can we put them on our website and social media, but they're put in the, published in the paper as well. So that's a huge benefit for them, which is super cool. I was nowhere near close to being published in high school. So we have great partnerships with our local papers. And that's something I would suggest if you're starting an internship, look for those local partnerships because all local papers, media outlets, they're looking for more content because the competition is out there and budgets are slim, so they don't have the workforce they used to. So if it's high quality stuff, they will um, put it in their paper, take uh, contributions from students, and they really love that. And it's just a great opportunity for both of us. Amber talked about the photo credit. So every time we post a photo album, on our Facebook page, we say which interns took those photos. So photos courtesy of Sarah, Nadine, Michael, etc. So they get photo credits for everything. They can see that, fellow students can see that, teachers, etc. So we give them credit, like Amber said too. Their bylines in the, in the articles they write in the local paper, um, we give them as much credit as possible. We talked about the student leadership positions. That's another great opportunity that they appreciate as well. And we try to do, especially this past year, since we got bigger and bigger, um, it's a little harder to get closer, um, but we try to do a lot of bonding events, uh, pizza parties. This year we had a uh, DCI dog meeting in the park where we met at our local park across the street from the high school. That was amazing. <laughs> Everyone got to bring their dogs. They're, you know, uh, somebody's going to bring a chinchilla or something crazy next time. Yes. Um, last night we had a bowling night with a few of our interns. Bowling, burgers, and bonding, I believe has how you branded it. Bowling, burgers, and bonding is what I <laughs> tweeted out. Um, so we try to have fun too because we tell them it's kind of professional. I got some feedback about, wow, Mr. Friend, this is very competitive. You know, there's a probation. We got to apply and then you know, you kind of stay honest to make sure we're doing things. And so that they love that because, and that's what makes us different is the professionalism part of it. But you know, they're kids and they want to have fun too. And we do too. We take our work very seriously, but we also want to have fun and be around people that are enjoyable to work with. So we try to provide those opportunities with our students as well, as far as doing fun things with them, bowling, pizza, having meetings at the park. Also, every semester was kind of fun. We started doing this a year or two ago, uh, ensuring that every student has a Bitmoji. Absolutely, it is a must. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you don't know what Bitmoji is, it's that kind of cartoon character you see, but it's, so it's your own personalized emoji. And so each semester after we go through our probation period, we have our team set for the semester we have somebody from our graphic design team put together all of our Bitmojis with our names under it on one sheet. We have our district logo up there, our DCI internship logo, and we kind of say introducing the team, and then you can see all of our cartoon Bitmojis, and that's kind of fun just to, you know, and the kids really love that. They pick their Bitmoji, and that's something fun we like to do as well. The workshops we mentioned, we've had some great guest speakers uh, a couple years ago. 
I had Dennis Funes, a guy that was a local videographer I worked with at a TV station, KUIT, in Santa Barbara. He's now <laughs> so good. He works for NBC Network News for all the big shows, uh, morning show, the evening shows, and he's a national videographer. And he came in, did a lighting workshop, and gave us tips about when you're filming and how to do lighting and um, how to do satellite interviews. We've also had a local news reporter in who's actually an alumni, Tracy, she's in uh, Baltimore. So she'd come in and she would talk about how to piece together a video story, how to find good stories, interview techniques when you're talking to people out in the public. We've had local writers, editors, um, so really anyone in your network, if you know other reporters, even if you have a, a photo teacher at the high school, they would come in and do a great workshop for you. Somebody from your uh, news writing, uh, your, we have an Apache news program. So anywhere, anybody you know with an expertise, have them come in, do 20 minutes, half hour workshop, uh, super valuable. The other thing we've done, which I love, is now since we've going on our fourth year of having the internship, we have graduates that are out, off to college. So our winter break in high school is, I don't know, mid-December and college is already out. So we'll have our alumni come back, invite them to our end of the semester party, and then we do a college panel with them telling our fellows, our current interns about college life, what to expect, um, what they learned from the application process for college, when they got to college, what they should look out for, what they should do, what classes they want to take. So we have them up there, all this, the interns can ask them questions, and our alumni get to come back, they're still close to the program. So that's one of my favorite workshops that we do every year too. And those are just students that you just want to see anyway, but they come back and provide great information. So that's another thing we do as well. Yes, I, I fully agree. I think that uh, alumni panel is huge for our current interns and it just sort of, you know, demystifies life after high school for our interns. And because we do still keep that solid um, connection, like we had mentioned earlier, we have all of our interns create LinkedIn's and then have them connect with each other. So they keep that constant connection. And then when they get to reunite at this end of the year celebration uh, during right before winter break, it's just further um, solidifies that connection. And then just how you know our current interns don't have to be as afraid as they move forward and then also it helps reaffirm the benefits of dci because a lot of our alums are you know have nothing but praise to sing about the program which is great for us to hear but it's also really great for our students to hear to help keep them motivated in the program as well one of the things this past winter party we had was and i tell people the more value you have is a lot of the times based on the more skill sets you have. So for those students not going into journalism in college, but to have these skill sets. So if you go into banking, but you know how to run a social media page professionally, or you have the ability to do a great marketing video with just your iPhone, or you have some graphic design experience and you can, in your accounting department, put together a flyer, a video, uh, run the social media page, your value, I mean, that's, enormous you can go to your boss and say hey hey mr smith i can put together a video if you like for recruiting other things or this program i can run a i can do a social media page for us i have experience and so some of our students that are not focusing on journalism uh i know jonathan's doing pre-med stuff and but he's also like a pr 
uh, manager and social media manager and uh, an outreach coordinator for, for one of the clubs on campus. Yes. So that's one of the things we tell our students, like don't worry if you, if you don't want to go in journalism, it's not going to offend me, but increasing your skill sets where you can really help, because everyone wants communications to get their brand out there, but they all don't have budgets for it in their fields. So to have the ability to do that, and that's one of the things I really love to hear that's already coming to fruition for these students in college using their journalism skills in other fields. So I love to, to see and hear that from our alumni. Yes, that cross-application of the skills that they're learning in DCI to just various fields outside of journalism and communications, it's really wonderful to, to see. And just to add a little bit more, Ryan, to the workshops part, we, you know, aside from what we do with digital communications and all of that stuff, we also have invited our superintendent of human resource services to come and chat with our crew about how to fill out uh, job applications thoroughly, what to put on a resume, how to do a great cover letter, how to research for a job to be the most competitive applicant you can be, as well as provide uh, pointers and tips on panel interviews and that you know final round of interview. So you know it doesn't have these workshops don't have to be limited to um, you know communications based. You can kind of teach those life skills too to these students because that's something that they find value in as well and also allows them to find value even more in the program. Even today when we were meeting with the Foothills Credit Union folks, you had a great idea of, they were talking about some of the workshops they did at our high school about finance and managing a budget, balancing a checkbook, and you suggested, well, hey, we can do a 20-minute workshop in our communications program, even though it's about banking and money management, the kids would love that because it's just another skill set that you know we don't have a class at the high school a curriculum for that but it's one, another one of those things that you know the parents can check it off their list that they're getting a great workshop and it doesn't necessarily have to be about journalism or communications right it's just one of those practical skills or workshops that students need exposure to i know when we were talking to foothill credit union i said you know yes as a, especially if you're a journalist a starving artist you definitely need to know how to balance a budget and, <laughs> exactly. and make sure you stay out of the red so um, just things like that are, are other ways you can get creative to add to the value for your students that are participating in your internship program. Uh, but another great thing too that we do during meetings is we have a sign-up sheet for students. We do a Google form or you could do you know, a Google spreadsheet or a Google doc uh, and give access to your interns to fill out and so that they can schedule themselves to run skill presentations. So these are uh, for students, by the students, we've had skill presentations on photography, how to, uh, you know, graphic design apps or elements, various apps that you can edit photos quickly and on the go, uh, news writing skill presentations. So it's really great because it gives students the opportunity to talk about what they're passionate about and teach their peers because that's the best way of showing your mastery of a topic is being able to teach others on it. So that's something that we've um, definitely found value in and students have found value in. And we were chatting about it today earlier, Ryan, just even a, a skill presentation from a student to fellow students about how to write a professional email and <laughs> what the various you know lines in an email mean, what BCC means, what CC means. So just things as, as simple as that go a long way um, just towards the overall development of these students and preparing them for the professional world. Yeah, we were, that was a funny that we were talking about that today. When Travis Chen, who started the internship with me, when we were talking about skill presentations two years ago, he 
we were talking about what they were all gonna do, and he said, ah, can I do, Mr. Frank, can I do one on, on emails? It's like, what do you mean? You're gonna do a presentation on how to write an email? He goes, yeah, I was like, oh, I guess. Like, not, I just assumed <laughs> everyone knew how to write an email, right? but you're right. They didn't know what CC meant. When would you BCC somebody? How should you address them? Don't use emojis in emails and all that sort of. So it was actually one of the most rewarding uh, skill presentations by a student for the students, and they really appreciated that. The other thing we do um, at the end of the semester or at the beginning, we get feedback from them, what they want to see. When they reapply the next semester, some of the questions we put in there what did you like about last semester? What are some of the things you want more of? And each semester, a lot of the students are talking about they really like the skill workshops and the workshops. Um, so while it looks like some of them may be sleeping in the back during them, a lot of them really love getting those skill workshops. So that's another benefit they definitely get out of it. Yes, I agree. Some of the major projects we've done, every year we have a staff appreciation night. We started this a few years ago. <coughs> to just celebrate our awesome staff. But it's, uh, you know, it's a big night to coordinate and we give every staff that wants to go and their family free sideline passes. We give them uh, little mini souvenir footballs. We have candy for them, but we gotta organize it because we have you know 11 schools. There's hundreds of teachers that come, so checking them in, we do a raffle for it. So the students every year in DCI, they help us organize that. They'll make posters for the schools because we have the schools run out in the field and get uh, announced on the public address system before the game, right before. Then they'll greet the players as they come out. So long story short, that's a lot of organizing, but every year our communications internship team helps with all of that. They're at the game, they're telling people where to go, they're making signs, they're checking people in. So that's huge. Last year we worked with our local Robex uh, franchise because we were selling and still are selling Robex in our cafe at the high school. So we worked with him on how to market this to get sales up because it was great for us to have it there. But how do we get the word out that we're selling this? So we created a video, some posters, and so the owner of Robex, Mr. Kens, would come in and we'd ask him questions about, okay, being a franchisee, what marketing guidelines do you have to follow? How much latitude do you have? Um, so the students really got real world marketing experience with a local company that is just invaluable for them. So we did that, that was great. This year we're working with the Arcadia Invitational Track Meet. We host it here at Arcadia sponsored by Nike, biggest high school track meet in the country. So we have a sales team that's going out selling ads in the local community here to promote the uh, not only the track meet, but to, to make sales revenue for the program as well. We're working with the Arboretum for a digital scavenger hunt for different grade levels from elementary, middle school, and high school. So we're working with one of our teachers, Jorge Munoz, and some folks at the Arboretum to coordinate that. So that's another real world project. We're working with a local Arboretum, which is this gorgeous garden and park and resource here in Arcadia that's amazing. So you know, not only do we do things at the schools and for the district, but we want them to have those benefits and obviously working with real world companies and organizations is huge. A couple years ago, Scott Bramley, our chief technology officer, came to us after we completed our one-to-one -one technology rollout of Chromebooks and said, ooh, a lot of these are getting <laughs> dinged up, banged up, and we're having to do a lot of repairs. 
we need to decrease that. Do you have any ideas? Maybe we do some kind of video or something. So we worked with Scott and the technology team to create a video to get awareness out about how to properly take care of a Chromebook because every student and every teacher in our district has a Chromebook. That's 10,000 Chromebooks and that gets expensive. So we worked with them to figure out a way to make an educational video that was not only get the information out there, but we've got to get people to watch this. Yes. If it's just, you know, this is how you carry it, turn it on, turn it off, um, don't wash it and all that sort of stuff, be a little bit boring. So it was a creative project to how do you take something that may be a little bit boring and dull, make it fun and exciting, and have an end result to save the district thousands of dollars without having to do these repairs. So actually the Chromebook video, it was hilarious. We gave them the latitude to make it funny and informative. We submitted it for an award for CALSPRA, California School Public Relations Association. They actually won the award uh, in that video category, the highest level award you can get. I believe that's the first student group to be recognized by the statewide organization of professional PR folks like Amber and myself. So that was super rewarding. We got, uh, Amber and I were presented with it last year at Calisburg, got the award. City Council here in Arcadia even recognized us at a city council meeting. So the students being involved in that project, being recognized, being awarded was just a major project and a great experience for everybody. Oh yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, just to be able to put something like that on your resume, being um, recognized professionally by a professional organization and then by the mayor and getting invited for that recognition at a sitting council meeting is, is huge. So, And that was great too. And we had, you know, we did a press release about it. So that was kind of, again, branding ourselves and getting our name out there and being able to recognize our students for just an amazing, work that they did and just we were all so proud of that uh, Chromebook video as well. Definitely and, and another great facet about the program is we really tried to um, you know open the door for field trips and other opportunities outside of you know the district and the high school so a couple of years ago Ryan this was before I joined but you know our phenomenal Arcadia High School band was invited to perform in the Rose Parade. So Ryan and a group of our interns were able to secure press passes for that event and they were able to be side by side with professional photographers, journalists, and and feel that energy and, and be able to see what these professionals are doing and get that experience is, is pretty unreal. Um, another fantastic component is we've created a partnership. We're very fortunate to, you know, have USC be relatively in our backyard. Um, and so Jaime Carillas, who runs the uh, outreach program there, um, connected with Ryan. And we've since, for about three semesters now, been invited to the USC Annenberg's high school journalism day. Um, so that's about a day, a semester where we take 12 to 14 of our students and they get to go through a day of workshops with uh, professionals, with professors, and really get that experience of what it would be like to be in a communications program, and especially somewhere as renowned as USC. They're able to see their phenomenal media center, which is just unreal, and even get to play the anchor role and do mm -hmm. a weather segment. Um, so opportunities like this if you can build partnerships with local colleges or you know just take advantage of things that your district or schools are being invited to do whether it be things like the rose parade or other events and and get your students these opportunities to be next to people professionals working in the industry that's 
that's huge for for adding value to the internship program as well. Yeah, and some of our students, thanks to our USC connection and partnership, after we go to the high school journalism day, now they uh, applied for their three-week summer camp. This year it's gonna be four weeks, so they got into that. One of our students, Michael, got into that along with Naomi, so they had three-week intensive at USC as high school students. So imagine the experience they get, and then when they go to apply to these journalism schools for college, they've already been there, they've done that. And even Michael, um, it looks like he may be getting a, he's up likely to get a full scholarship to USC. It's incredible. Um, thanks to him impressing everybody and just what he's done through his whole academic career. But so making those connections, as Amber said, with your local, colleges, junior colleges, for those partnerships, going to workshops and seeing how you can work together. And so they hear a different voice. And that's one of the reasons we do the workshops because Amber and I, you know, we're with them for the semester and it's, it's nice to get a refreshing outside voice, some more information, a different perspective. So making those connections with your local colleges is great. And like we talked about with some of our major projects, your local businesses and companies, they all love marketing help. They all need marketing help and um, are happy to work with students. So that's been great. So again, this is, um, we've been going over for 50 minutes now, but this is um, a lot of people have been interested in this program. DCI, I've done several presentations at conferences. Those are usually about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, you know, with the Q&A. So we just thought we'd do a podcast so we can, you know, if people wanted more information, they can listen to this. And then of course, feel free to contact us with questions. Some of the other questions I get about it um, that I'll just go over quickly, kind of some FAQs about our internship program. Do you need a credential teacher to run it? I'm not a credential teacher. I have taught a couple college classes, but I don't have a credential. There's a lot of clubs at your school that are kind of, I would imagine, not run by credential teachers. So for us, we're not, we don't have a that kind of regulation um, or policy for running the internship or any other club on campus, which we're basically kind of a club. What do you do for waiver and um, kind of, those policies and do they need to sign anything. We, we started doing a couple years ago a general release of liability waiver that they sign at the beginning of the semester, um, which most clubs on campus do. So we kind of just took that practice up to be safe and let parents know what we're doing. Also tell them, here's my phone number. Your parents can contact Amber or myself anytime they want. If they want to join our private Facebook group, they absolutely can. I'm sure all their parents, all the students don't tell their parents that, but <laughs> they're more than welcome to, and they can contact us anytime they want. Um, and they, uh, I've been asked this a few times, so do you let the students run your social media? And at first, I didn't, because yeah. I am super protective of what we put out there, our brand as a district. Um, but once I saw really the, the high quality of students we had in their work, it was fine. I let Travis was the first one. I said, go ahead and post on our Facebook page when students are done taking the photos and they upload it to the, the Google photo folders. Go ahead, put the caption up. Um, so at first I started, I would have them send me the caption. So write the caption, send it to me, I'll prove it, and then send it back. Uh, but now we really trust them to do it. And that's kind of the point of identifying these project managers and as Amber said, we have 
So Travis was a, our student managing editor and Sarah Wang is now our student managing editor. So we trust them, they're both amazing. So they can write captions and they can bring people onto the social media team that they trust and, and they know will write good captions and stuff like that. So yes, we trust our students to upload and post directly on our social media. So you probably won't start with that. You'll start with send me the captions, we'll review, edit, and then you can post, but we do do that. Um, what was a couple other questions? And it's not, so a lot of people will also ask us, Amber, is this a period during the school day? And as we mentioned, it's not. For us, it's after school. It's kind of just like any other club. Sometimes we'll do lunch meetings, especially beginning of the semester, information meetings at lunch. That's another way we get the word out too. We'll host some informational meetings, but we're after school, we're not a class. And again, we're not credentialed teachers with the high school. We work at the district office for the superintendent. Um, so that's one of the things. Uh, that we don't do here, but um, some other districts, I don't think any of the other programs go during the day. I've not heard of any that as go well during either. the day. So if you guys have any questions for Amber or myself, we are on Twitter, Ryan P. Ferran at Twitter. Uh, you can email us. We'll put our Twitter, um, our blog for the internship, um, which has our application. You can see um, what we send out about kind of the information about us is ausddci.blogspot.com. So you can check out, that's our internship website. It's ausddci.blogspot.com. There's information there um, and you can see kind of our application. We have two applications, one for new students, one for returning students, and all that information is on there. And again, <coughs> it has been probably the greatest asset that we've added to our public information office here at the school district is having just so many more resources, so many more people and the ability to cover all these stories and getting additional articles, videos, graphic design posters, um, help with our website and photos and increasing morale and all that. So it, it's very rewarding. Does it take time to manage it? Yes, it does. Um, but it's so fun for us because the students are great and we got to give them a shout out. Our interns this semester have just been amazing. They're rock stars. They really are. They're really great. They're just good students, good people, and they want to be here. And that's the other thing about having an internship and doing the application process. They want to be here. They don't have to take this as a class. It's not something they need to do for to fulfill some requirement. They want to be here. They're passionate about it. So that they're, they're just amazing. So for us, getting to work with them, getting out of our stuffy offices with all these other old folks in the office. <laughs> we get the energy of the youth yes. there. And you know, some of this useless journalism knowledge I have, I get to share with the students and they really appreciate it. So it's just, it's really one of the, probably the most rewarding aspect of our job. And I'm so glad we get to do it because it's just so fun. But then we also get so much out of it because just working with them and building the relationships and seeing them grow is amazing. Several of our interns that are graduating this year have been with us three years now. So I've had them since their sophomore years um, and now they're about to graduate. So it's just um, been amazing. So it's very rewarding. It does take time. And a lot of people, they'll sit through my presentation at the conference and they go, this is the greatest thing ever. But for some reason, they just don't start it. They want every answer to every question they have before they start it. And this is what I tell them, Amber, I say, you're not going to have 
every answer you need before you start this program. No. Just start it, tell the students, be honest with them, I do not know how this is going to look next week, in a month, or in three months. We're going to make the best at it, we're gonna work hard, we're gonna have a super fun time, and we're gonna figure it out as we go. Together. We exactly. get a lot of student feedback, so we just we figure it out together and we voice that to them, and I think that's what's the, the beauty of the program. And the students are more resilient than us, they handle change better than us, so don't worry about having every answer to how you're gonna structure your program, how you're gonna do it, but what about this? What about, just start the program, get the green light and do it, you will figure out the rest. If you wait, you'll never start it because there's always a question, but you'll figure it out with the students. And I'm glad you brought up the student feedback because we have listened to them because they, they wanna do more bonding events, they, wanna, um, they wanted more leadership positions. So um, the fact that they know we're listening to them and we do, we want them to have a huge impact and a huge say in the program because we want them to have ownership uh, is another big key to it. Um, but that I do see that a lot of people love the program. They, it's a necessity because they're, they're working 15, 16 hours a day and still can't get it all done. Creating this internship program will give you the opportunity to get way more work done, to have way more fun at work, to have a positive impact on students' lives and education. So it's worthwhile, start it now, start it today, you'll start seeing the benefits immediately. Agreed, 100%. That is it, so if you have any questions for us, please let us know, we would be happy to get back to you and give you more information. And again, we just wanted to put this in a podcast form because Amber and I get asked about this all the time. We'll, we're actually gonna present together at the Arcadia Innovation Summit June 22nd. If I'm not mistaken, we're gonna do this presentation about internship program, how to create and how to start it, go over everything we did. Um, I'm gonna do another one with Amber about how to share your district's story, how to brand yourself, media relations, social media, all that sort of stuff. Um, so that will be at the Arcadia Innovation Summit. It's actually 70% full already. My goodness. Our biggest one yet. <laughs> We're gonna have Max Ventilla from Alt School be the keynote, talk a lot about personalized learning, virtual reality, so many different workshops, so it's gonna be great. So we'll be there if you would like to join us and hear this presentation and ask questions live. We'd love to have you. Um, so that is it. Amber, thank you so much for co-hosting today. It's been a blast. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it. Check out the podcast, everybody. You can check out my blog, ryanprforan.blogspot.com. Find us on Twitter. We'll be happy to help you. Have a great day, everybody. We'll catch you next time on the podcast.